Welcome to Author Express, where we discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad to be here with you today. Sham Bashar's debut novel, First Course, was published in 2021 by Tenchpoint Press and has been the recipient of 14 awards, including two Eric Hopper Awards. It will soon be an audiobook from Tantor Media. Her next women's fiction novel, Palms in the Cake, will be published this summer, also by Touchpoint Press. She recently completed the draft for a third novel, a romantic comedy called Considering Us. Readers' favorite said that Jen Bouchard is a gifted storyteller with a beautiful writing style. Her books are set in coastal New England and have a strong food focus, always leaving that reader hungry for more, which we've got to love. And I'm a huge fan of New England, so I'm very excited for today's conversation. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Jen. Thanks, Shauna. I'm excited to be here. Tell me the most interesting thing about where you are from. Oh, well, it's very interesting and unusual because it's not really from anywhere. Um, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't feel like I have strong roots anywhere. And mm -hmm. uh, that's because I was a Navy brat. Oh. I was actually born in Connecticut, but my parents weren't even living there at the time. My dad was under the ocean in a submarine at an undisclosed oh. location when I was born. And they'd been living in South Carolina and Charleston. And my mom went back to Connecticut to the town where she was from to her parents' hey. house. And I was, I was born in Connecticut and I moved every, pretty much every two years, a couple times, it was every three years when we were, when I was growing up. Um, so I ultimately moved eight times before I went to college. Wow. So I graduated from high school in Fairfax, Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C., but I had moved twice during high school. <laughs> so um, my whole high school experience was disjointed. I did spend two years in uh, Washington State on the other side of Puget Sound from Seattle. And that was my favorite place we lived when I was growing up. I nice. That's interesting because I would have thought that that high school would be the hardest age to be moving, but it was tough. It was really tough, but I did. I really did like it there. I mean, it took some time to get used to it, but it was absolutely beautiful. We were renting a house that was on a bay and I could look out my bedroom window and see Bainbridge Island. And, oh, yeah. and then just beyond Bainbridge, I could see the Space Needle. I could see, you know, the a few buildings of Seattle. And then if you went out into our yard and from a certain angle on a day that wasn't cloudy, which of course wasn't that often, but <laughs> you could, you could see Mount Rainier. So, um, you know, that was, that was pretty incredible. And I, you know, once I got used to being there in a more laid back lifestyle than what I had experienced in the Washington DC area. I really loved it. And then we moved again. So I was back to DC. Um, um, but you know, it was interesting because I think that's what drew me to Maine so much. And that's where I ended up going to college. You know, right after we moved back to Virginia, my mom and I went on a college trip through New England because I had decided I wanted to go to school in New England and I wanted a small school. And that's where a lot of the small colleges were. Mm -hmm. And I wanted something just really different than where I was living. And when we went to Maine, I was like, I love it here. This is, it, mm -hmm. it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Northwest. Yeah. So um, I think that's, you know, what, what drew me there. And ultimately I fell in love with Maine. That's that is really fun. What is the last thing that made you laugh really, really hard? Hmm. Laugh really hard. Um, you know, I'm a teacher. <laughs> so uh -huh. I teach high school students. And, you know, there are these little things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis that, you know, are just kind of funny in the moment. 
a student totally misinterprets something that you want them to do, or, you know, they, something happens where they mess something up and they really stress out about it. And I'm like, this is the last thing you need to really get worried about, you know, and we'll figure this out. So I think I laugh at those sorts of things all the time. I have two teenagers. They're, they're almost 16 and almost 12 and their interactions with each other are very funny. And I laugh at them all the time. My son was helped. My son who's older was helping my daughter with her math homework tonight. Cause I'm not good at that. And uh-uh. um, no, and, and just kind of the way they interact with each other. My daughter uses a lot of like old time expressions, which are kind of funny. Like she says, ducks and she tells him to scram and you know things like that and we just start laughing when she gets like that and finally he said what's another one of your old time expressions and she said rats and we just all started laughing so that was really funny too but you spend your time with teenagers and you'll laugh a lot well there you go well the right teenagers I like this I want to hang out with your kids those are the right kind of teenagers to be hanging out with I don't know if all of all teenagers are like that so no they're good ones yeah, exactly. So the you just finished your third book, which is so exciting. And so with that third book, which one of the characters did you identify with the most? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I think I really I developed this kind of best friend side character. Her name's Tamra, but she goes by Tam. Um, at least that's what the main character Devin calls her. And she sort of becomes Devin's moral compass and she also kind of comes into her own during the book as well mm-hmm. and she's a newswoman which is you know certainly not like anything I've ever done but I just I, I I liked writing about sort of her evolution as as a person but while also sort of being the go-to of the main character who's going through just you know so many messes in her own life and I think at different times I've been that for, for some friends, um, just kind of the person that they go to and the, the check in and, mm-hmm. and am I do, you think, do you think this is the right thing to do? You know, do you think mm-hmm. I'm seeing this from all angles? And so I, I think that I identified with her in a lot of ways, but I love writing. I love writing those secondary characters. I feel like there's so much that you can do with them. Yeah. They're kind of like the fun instead of yeah. being like the focus and they don't have yeah. as much play for them so they can kind of be indulged in different ways for them that's so yeah. exciting and so this book is more the romantic comedy right yeah so it's kind of fun to write that differently then it was a blast um i think that you know especially because i've you know been teaching through the pandemic and it's been a stressful few years i just said i need and there's certainly elements of humor in the first two books but I just said, I need to just make this fun. I want the romance to be the the centerpiece of this. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to have the emotional journey of the of the main character and all that. And that's just naturally what what sort of happens. But I wanted I wanted to feel free to have mm-hmm. the relationship be the centerpiece of the center point of the story while also putting in these just really outrageous moments, things that happen mm-hmm. that seem ridiculous. Mm-hmm. but ultimately could happen. Um, and yeah. I just, I found that to be fun. Like I, I really enjoyed laughing at the things that I was writing. Oh, that is the best. That is the best. And so 
all of your books take place in New England? First course um, was set primarily in Cape Elizabeth, Maine, which is just south of Portland, Maine. Um, but there were also little scenes in Freeport, which is a place I've sp- spent a lot of time and I've actually I actually was married in Freeport and uh, in Portland and then all the way you know up a little bit further to Camden and Rockport and Rockland, those areas which are really beautiful. And so that's where that book was set. And the second book, which will be published this summer, Palms in the Cape, is set on Cape Cod. Um, it's primarily in Dennis, which is on the bay side of the Cape. There is a beach there called Mayflower Beach, which is one of my absolute favorite places on earth at low tide. Wow. This beach goes on forever and ever. It's just heaven. And um, writing a book set there was was really fantastic. I loved that. And then this most recent one, the, the rom-com, is set just outside of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It's set at a fictitious boarding school. Um just outside of Portsmouth. And there are some little, little side trips to some places, but it's, it's mostly in that area. And I'm starting to cook up ideas for a North Shore, Massachusetts one, but I haven't pinpointed the exact location yet. So we'll see. Oh, fun. Yeah. So you have like a coastal element that uses it as well, which I love because I love, I love water. And so the first one, first course, like it definitely, obviously food is a big piece of yeah. that. Is that something that's also a thread me? Yes. Otherwise? Yes, there is. Um, so the first book, it's definitely all about like feeding your family, feeding your friends, getting through tough times through, through coming together, you know, over food, memories over food, all that sort of thing. The second book, Palms in the Cape is about the um, up an upscale beach bar owner named Rachel. And mm-hmm. she is, she does have culinary training and, you know, she's built this business that is on the edge of ruin based on this, because of this one group of guests who come in one night from the time they visit, everything changes and she is at risk of losing everything she's built. So that is what, what that story is about. And then um, the most recent book I wrote, the rom-com is about a private chef in Boston named Devin, who due to, to a scandal of her own ends up with losing almost all of her clients and she keeps one. Um, but she ends up at the doorstep of this fictitious boarding school and they are in desperate need of a director of dining services. And she really feels like she has no choice, even though she has absolutely no idea what she's doing. Oh, wow. There, there's the comedic element right there. Yes, I can, definitely. <laughs> I can see that right there. That is so exciting. And so with all of these different pieces, you're writing. Is that something you always plan to do? Like, tell us about your journey. To, no, to be honest. I had not written anything in the fiction realm since probably middle school. And I was in, I was in my, gosh, at that point, I was, you know, in my mid thirties and I was, I just finished a major volunteer position. I had been the president of my um, alma mater's uh, alumni association for two years. And Mm -hmm. it was a, it was an awesome position. I loved it. I got to meet so many people, all these decades, you know, hearing about their experiences of going to college at different times, but in the same place I had, it was awesome. And then when it was over, I was like, ah, I don't really have that thing for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And my kids were still really little and, you know, certainly I'm a teacher. So I was certainly busy in a lot of ways, but I I definitely felt like I had this hole and we were at the beach. We're actually on the North shore of Massachusetts at a really nice beach called Crane beach in Ipswich. And it was the end of the summer. And I said to my husband, I think I want to try to write a novel. And he's like, okay. Yeah. 
you'll figure it out. And so I started going to a lot of author events and, mm-hmm. you know, that's the nice thing about Boston. A lot of authors do come through the area and I went to see Elizabeth Gilbert right around the time of big magic. And that was very inspirational. Um, just about kind of, you know, your creativity and things like that. I went to see Richard Russo, who's one of my favorites when he came to Portsmouth. But one of the most interesting things I did was I went to see Lisa Genova speak and she wrote Still Alice and a number mm-hmm. of other books. And she's a Bates College grad. She went to the same school I did. And Still Alice was the basis of an Academy Award nominated film. I mean, it, she yeah. really has been very successful and she was getting an award from our college. And so that's why I was at this event. And she said that she couldn't get it published. She could not get Still Alice published. She was selling books out of the back of her car um, finally wow. she got, she said, cause she self-published it. She finally got noticed and it did get picked up by a major publisher eventually. But my husband was at the event with me and we were just like, well, you know, there's, there's a path here. No matter, no matter what I do, there's, there's a way forward and look mm-hmm. how successful she is now. And it was very inspirational in so many ways, but also it was that dose of reality. Like there, you know, this can be really hard, but there yeah. are ways that you can do it. That's, you know, that's kind of how I, I got into it. It took me two and a half years to write a first draft. I had really no idea what I was doing, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, did it. And then it was like, all right, kind of worked through it for a year and ultimately linked up with an instructor from Grub Street, which is a writing center in Boston. I hired her to look at my query letter and my first few chapters. She was very helpful. And, you know, she said, do you have a friend who might be able to take a look at this, who you would trust? And I said, yeah, my friend, Stephanie, she's an English teacher Been friends with her since we were 16. (laughs) So Stephanie's my go-to now. Stephanie reads everything. She's gearing up right now for the, for the third book. So, um, you know, we kind of developed a little bit of a system for, for moving forward with, with these books. That's exciting. No, you've got, you're on three. This is amazing. You definitely found your flow. I love it. What is the best place for folks to find you and follow you and keep up with you? Um, it's jenbouchard.com. It's Jen with two N's. Um, and so that's my website. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, all at jenbouchard, B-O-S for Boston. And I'm even dabbling with TikTok right now. It Ooh. is really strange. I'm mostly just posting pictures of food I'm making at this point. Then I'll be in the show notes. You guys can check it out and tell her great she's doing. What story inspires you the most? I love going to hear authors speak. And so the authors I relate to the most who write things, I think that are most similar to what I, I write and what I really enjoy, I would say Jennifer Weiner and Ellen Hildebrand. And I have gotten to go see both of them. I saw Jennifer Weiner the day after first course launched. She was in Newport, Rhode Island. It was oh, the, wow. her first event since the pandemic started. I drove down in torrential storms the whole time <laughs> being like, was this worth it? Um, and um, it was because Aww. she was she was magical. And um, I actually met her in the bathroom before the event started, which was hilarious um, yeah. because she walked in and I said, it's you. And she said, it's me. And that's how I met Jennifer Weiner. Um, And then she ended up signing my book and wrote to my bathroom companion. So I have that forever. And then I real quick, I just met Ellen Hildebrand in an event a couple weeks ago and she was amazing. 
Oh, that is incredible. Jen, you have been such a delight. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. You sharing. Thanks, Shauna. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's great. Everyone check out her books. And it was great chatting with you. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Authors Express Podcast so you can be up to date with what's coming out next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.